guys. Welcome back to another episode of Soul Talk. This is your host, Katie. And your co-host, Brooklyn. We're so excited to have you guys back for another episode. And yeah, if you're new to the podcast, welcome. We're super excited to have you and we look forward to connecting with you guys. And for those who have been following along and staying connected with us, we just want to say that we are so grateful for every single DM, every um, review that y'all have left. Like, For one, it just means a lot to us. It's encouraging for us. But two, it really does affirm that we have a building community and that's really the purpose and heart posture behind starting this. And so we just love y'all and we really, we really enjoy all of this so much. But Brookie, how about you give them a little update since you just got back from your trip? Yeah. So last episode, I got to share with y'all that I was going to Sweden and also Denmark. And the purpose of my trip was my brother was actually getting married. And so me and my husband, Owen, we decided to go on a little vacation beforehand. And so we got to go to Sweden and it was so magical. It was like snowing and there was moose everywhere. And it was just like one of the most beautiful places I think I've been. And we got to go to this place called the Ice Hotel. I felt like I was in the Queen's like ice castle. That's what it made me think of. And we got to see the Northern Lights for the first time. And I think in that moment, I felt his presence as I was looking up into the sky and just seeing his creation. They like dance in the sky because it's changing like every second. And so as you're looking up into the sky, it's moving almost. There's so many pieces of that trip. But honestly, the highlights for me were seeing my brother get married And meeting her family was just so much fun. I can't even describe to you because whenever you're merging families, sometimes you don't know what to expect. (laughs) But really, I felt the Lord's hand in every moment of that trip. And so I came back and I feel like, honestly, I felt changed like by this experience. I will definitely be heading back to Sweden as soon as I can. Yeah, honestly, from the pictures and videos, the architecture there was absolutely amazing. And from the conversations you told me that you got to share with like your new extended family, it sounded truly divine in the sense that God had his hand at work in that whole trip. Yeah, and I am just excited to dive into this episode today. Something that we wanted to ask each other, what is a soul word that God has really placed on your heart? for this season of your life. And so I will go first, that God has placed on my heart the word elevate. What it means to me is I really just want to steward what God has placed in my life right now, whether that means elevating my time with him, elevating my time in the gym. I want to like expand my capacity this year, if that makes sense. No, that's so good. And really elevating the very places that God like is really calling you to in this season. I think that's like a beautiful thing to really try and steward and pour your time into and focus in. Yeah. And yeah, I think that's really good. Yeah, I'm excited. And I'd love to just share more about that topic at some point. But I'd love to hear what is a soul word that you would say? Yeah, so I would say it kind of landed on my heart this last week is the word prevail. I think that that word is um, really powerful and I think it's really encouraging because I think the encouraging aspect of it is to really look through the lens of every scenario or every circumstance I'm in, whether it's really great or maybe it's challenging and just realizing like there's something to prevail in or grow in 
And so nothing is ever wasted. Nothing has to be without purpose. Everything, I think, has a purpose. And so, yeah. And so just to really step into things with that idea of like, I'm going to prevail in whatever God sends me into because I have him and he's the ultimate prevailer in my life. So I feel like it's kind of marked my heart. And I think that there's going to be a lot of growing this year. And that really seeps into that. And to not let fear try and choke out that word because, you know, prevail is going to win over fear. And speaking of that, I really feel like That was something that's been on Brookie and I's heart was the topic of overcoming fear because we all experience fear in our lives one way or another. And I think that it is a broad spectrum of how we might be experiencing fear. But I think that that is an important thing to target and talk about. So that's what we wanted to do on today's episode was discussing overcoming fear. And so with that being said, a quote that really stuck out to me that I heard here recently was by a man named Max Licato. And he said, Fear doesn't want you to make the journey to the mountain because if fear could rattle you enough, fear will persuade you to take your eyes off of the peaks and settle for the dull existence in the flatlands and be okay with that. And I was like, oh my gosh, like that like really like stopped me in my tracks and made me sit down for a second and evaluate the impact that fear could actually have on our lives and how it could be robbing us of walking in the calling that God's placed on our life. Because I think fear really does rob us of having that beautiful and deep, intimate walk with God. And not only that, but experiencing and going to those places that he called us for a reason, where we see more of him. We get to see and meet eye to eye with the people that God wanted our lives to cross paths with and maybe speak into or maybe be spoken into. I love how that quote says, if fear could persuade you to settle for the dull existence, Mm -hmm. because Ultimately, God has such a beautiful plan for our life. And if we could just not do anything and just live in a dull existence, that would accomplish what the enemy's goal is. is for us to just stop in our track, be crippled by fear. And so many times and so many days of our life, we're faced with fear. It can look different in each moment. But I think fear is what, like what you said, it robs us of the relationships that God would have us make. It robs us of the time spent with God. It robs us of ultimately our purpose and our calling. And truly, when we think about fear, it goes hand in hand with our lack of trust. When fear is present and you look at the other end of that stick of like where is this stemming from and it is the lack of trust in god it's like well why is there a lack of trust to trust someone is to know someone and this is the thing guys god knows you he created you he's walked with you every day of your life the moment you took your first breath the moment you had your first cry you had your first laugh you know like he was there through all these moments milestones and even those quiet moments in your life like he's been present that should really kind of pull at our heart to lean into him and be like, okay, like, I'm not a stranger to you. I don't want you to be a stranger to me. I want to know you. And I also want to rest and to trust my life in your hands, Father. You created it. You clearly have a purpose. The interesting thing is the quote, fear not, is in the Bible 365 times. And it's kind of like, when you think about it, there's 365 days of the year. And so he's basically telling us, fear not every single day of our life. Fear not. 
fear not, fear not, fear not. And it's just insane how much fear that we face. And we need to really talk about this topic of why are we feeling this? What is it stemming from? And what is the solution? Because if we're all facing it every single day, one, we need to support and encourage each other and spur each other on to the one who knows no fear. And also, we need to recognize that it's okay to have fear. He knew that we would face these battles every single day. And I think that's what's incredible is he gives us instruction. Fear not and trust in me. That's exactly what he is sharing with us. Whenever we realize that fear does go hand in hand with trust, we can start to move forward in a way of where am I lacking trust? Where am I lacking that faith that I need? And that's what we want to dive into today and really uncover the schemes of the enemy in our life, but also the word prevail. Like we have so much to overcome and the Lord has that for us. He knows exactly how we can overcome our fears that we're facing. Matthew 14, verse 24 to verse 33. It says, Meanwhile, the disciples were in trouble far away from the land, for a strong wind had risen, and they were fighting heavy waves. About three o'clock in the morning, Jesus came toward them, walking on the water. When the disciples saw him walking on the water, they were terrified. In their fear, they cried out, It's a ghost! But Jesus spoke to them. He said, Don't be afraid. Take courage. I am here. Then Peter called to him, Lord, if it's really you, tell me to come to you, walking on the water. Yes, come, Jesus said. So Peter went over to the side of the boat and walked on the water towards Jesus. But when he saw the strong wind and waves, he was terrified and began to sink. Save me, Lord, he shouted. Jesus immediately reached out and grabbed him. You have so little faith, Jesus said. Why did you doubt me? When they climbed back into the boat, the wind stopped. The disciples worshipped him. You really are the son of God, they exclaimed. Gosh, that's like one of my favorite passages to go through, especially when we're talking about fear, because I think we, we all have Peter moments. There's so much going on there. There's a storm. All of a sudden, Jesus is doing the unimaginable. He's out on the water. And these disciples, which are completely human like you and I, are like, oh my gosh, like what is going on? Fear struck them in the storm and what they were seeing with their own eyes about Jesus. And I think that goes to show you like there is such thing as a healthy fear. And so something I wanted to identify was the healthy fear first. Proverbs 9.10 says, The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom, and the knowledge of the Holy One is understanding. And that's like a deep peace that falls over me when I hear that understanding of fear in that aspect. Because by identifying that there is a beautiful thing about fear when it's directed towards fearing the Lord, because realizing He's sovereign, He's holy, He's good. And that fear comes with great reverence. And reverence just meaning a deep respect for someone or something and it's realizing our placement that God is above us and he's the all-knowing God. And so the beautiful thing about fearing the Lord is that there is great wisdom and there's great understanding in that. And that should give us divine peace. Yeah, and I love that you touched on that because the spectrum of fear is actually really important to understand. Because like what you just said, there can be a really beautiful side of fear, of honor and respecting the Lord in his rightful place. 
But then there's a really negative side of fear that it cripples us and it keeps us actually from trusting the Lord. And I think that it's really important to identify where you're at in your walk with God. Even today, I would say Peter looked at all of the waves and all of the chaos like around him. I think that's really important for us to, one, recognize of how is fear keeping you from the Lord? I love Jesus's response because he said, you of little faith, why did you doubt me? That question is so important when it comes to fear. We have to really identify in that place, am I trusting God? Am I doubting God? Where's my fear stemming from? And most of the time, it's going to come from a lack of trust. Yeah, so with that being identified, we need a solution. God doesn't make it a hard solution either. And in fact, it's the easiest solution if we would just trust, have faith, and walk in obedience. A book called A Year of Slowing Down by Alan Fadling answers the question, which is so incredible. It says, Jesus' answer to fear is presence. He says, I am with you. He is present to me as protector when I fear danger. He is present to me as friend when I fear abandonment. He is present in grace to strengthen me in my weakness. Presence is Jesus' fruitful response to my fears. Gosh, that is so good, you guys. And you think about that. Like, how do we sit in his presence? It goes back to seeking, to knowing Jesus. And how do we know him? Going back to our first series of soul care, it's by sitting with Jesus in prayer. It's by getting in the scriptures, reading the words breathed out by God that tell us everything we need to know about Jesus, all that he's done, past, present, future. It's all in there. And you know, the most beautiful thing is that we were never meant to walk through life alone. God delights to walk with his children. And so why would we hide from that? Why would we run from that when he's offering the hand, he's offering the counsel, the fatherly presence? The strength that we don't have, but that he does, and the peace that surpasses all understanding. All things that would, in a heartbeat, rebuke the fear that we're experiencing, rebuke the fear that the enemy is trying to distract us by. Instead of fearing the Lord and walking in the divine comfort that that offers, just like Brookie says, the distraction is to fear everything going on around us or fear our own inabilities when really we should just be trusting and fearing in the Lord because God sustains us. And the enemy would love for us to just stop in our tracks and sink and not trust God. There's even moments where we could be high functioning in our fear. Nobody around us would know that we're actually walking terrified, whether that looks like not being confident in who God's created you to be or on the outside looking like we have all the right moves, all the right things, all the right pieces of the puzzle, so to speak. And internally, God sees where our fear is and he wants to address it. He wants to heal it. I really do want to point out that even before this happened with Peter, Jesus spoke to him and said, don't be afraid. Take courage. I am here. And I think that that's a word that we need to right on our heart. No matter if everyone in the world knew our fears and our deepest, darkest secrets, Jesus knows them before we even act in them, before we even experience them. 
the way that the Lord meets us in our fear is by coming near to us. It reminds me of the words that Jesus said when he says, what is impossible with man is possible with God. And it just made me realize that when we're talking about Peter's scenario, walking on water is impossible for us, but it's not impossible for God. And so when Peter's looking around and all these things are distracting him and scaring him, when we look around and we're scared to, you know, make the wrong impression, we're scared of the judgment we'll face for walking out and trusting God in our lives, whether it's at our job, whether it's our relationships. Every moment we take those moments to trust him and to surrender our fear, it gives us opportunity to elevate our faith because we see more of him in those places. We see the miracles of God that man can't produce, but God can, and he does. And so there's so much to unpack and take away from this scripture that we just read and the solution is just abiding in him and trusting him and surrendering when we find we're in those places of fear. And so that was something like I really thought about and I really have enjoyed this so much already. I think there's different areas that we experience fear and I think it would be important to touch on a few of even things that like we walk through every day. And I think the most common ways that I would say that fear really shows itself in our lives is First, fear of yourself, fear of your inability, which that shows up in self-doubt. And so to that aspect of fear, really what we need is we need identity from the Lord. That's the only way to combat the enemy schemes and to combat like those places where we're, we're wrestling. Exactly. And, and I've experienced those moments in my life and still do. Jesus knows we're human. We have downfalls. But we need to step out of fear and walk in the identity and the calling God has placed on your life. And I think the second place that fear really shows itself is fear of man. Yeah. And fear of man is something I think we all battle with. I think we're never going to graduate from that fear. The thing that kind of comes to mind is when we are confident in who God's created us to be and we're forgiven much, we can love much. The reason I, I, quote that scripture is because fear of man is distracting us because we're looking to the right or to the left. We're looking at people around us. We're finding ourselves in comparison. When you fall into a comparison trap, you really start to lose your identity first and foremost. But most importantly, your eyes are taken off of God. It's taken off the commission he's called you to. You find yourself disconnected from the source of peace and comfort and contentment, which is a gift. And it's literally resting and trusting in Jesus and just knowing that you have all you need in Jesus. When we get off kilter, we got to recenter, realign, and plug back into the source because we've clearly disconnected one way or another. And we got to reconnect to the vine. Because that's where the fruits produce, guys. Again, we're going to talk about the the vine and the branches because when we're disconnected, our fruit, it's going to be rotten. And I would say the last place that fear really shows itself is in our circumstances. When we're looking at the winds and the waves around us and we're terrified. And I think that these three areas, obviously there's more places, but I think just focusing in on these three areas of do you find yourself in fear of your inability? self-doubt do you find yourself in fear of man terrified by comparison and really stuck in that place of not being able to walk in the commission but walk in comparison or 
Do you find yourself in fear of your circumstance of how am I going to make it through this? How am I going to follow God when there's winds and there's waves? And I think those are the three areas that really fear in a nutshell is kind of affecting us. And I think that's where we have to realize again is when we find ourselves in times of struggle or let's just say like places that are uncomfortable, again, plugging back into the source is what realigns us. It takes our focus off ourselves. It takes our focus off these other people in this way and puts us back into the clarity into the direction and to the truth that comes from God. And that is what solves all this. That's why Jesus is like, you have little faith. Come to me. God faithfully reminds us of this. And so when you find yourself in that place, realign yourself back to Jesus and trust him and dive into the truth. Write that in your heart. Take captive your thoughts and keep your eyes focused on him because that's where you'll see life and that's where you'll experience freedom in faith. And again, when we go through these seasons where we find ourselves wrestling again, if we don't give up and we keep the faith, you guys, what I've learned in my own experience, it's like exercising our soul capacity. It's in those places where we surrender to God, where we're walking in faith steps, we're walking on water moments. It's in those places where our faith capacity is being stretched out and it might be uncomfortable, but to be able to be stretched out is to be able to attain and receive more of God and to ultimately grow that faith for the next moment you step out. And we really have to lean in to the Lord, lean into the vulnerable places. Mm -hmm. And it's not always going to feel amazing. Something that's really incredible is at our weakest moments, he is actually the strongest. And that's where even in these places of fear, we can rest easy knowing that he's stronger than any fear that we've ever faced. And he's ultimately stronger than the enemy who is at work against us. So true. And there's a few scriptures that even come to mind when you just said that. It's 2 Corinthians 9.8. It says, God is able to make all grace abound to you so that having all sufficiency in all things at all times, you may abound in every good work. And so whatever God's calling us to, you guys, like he's sufficient. He is sufficient in all of it. And another scripture is James 1.12. It says, blessed is the man who remains steadfast under trial for when he has stood the test, he will receive the crown of life, which God has promised to those who love him. That's a promise. And we get to thank the Lord for those promises. We get to thank the Lord for writing that in our lives, in our story and trusting that process. And realizing that there is going to be times of struggle. There's going to be times where we're faced with fear, but God prevails. And so will we because we have God in us. And we ultimately want to follow in Jesus' footsteps and walk in the purpose that God has for us. Absolutely. We don't know what all of your lives look like. We don't know the plans and the purposes that God has for your life other than one that we all share, which is to know and to love Jesus with all our mind, heart, and soul and strength and to make him be known. But there is unique and beautiful callings on each of our lives that are set apart. And so sometimes those places can be oftentimes the very thing that we are challenged in the most. So identifying what has God really spoken to you or called you to? And if you don't know that yet, lean into the word, lean into God, grow and walk in that intimate relationship with him because he will speak it to you. He will speak that over your life and he will open those doors that seem impossible because he has a plan, he has a purpose, 
and with God, all things are possible. So with those places and the callings that he speaks over our lives and he sends us into, we just have to be reminded to trust the journey, to trust when he's wanting to grow us and expand us, to trust that he will provide the means in which we need to live out the purpose he's placed in our lives. And going back to that quote that we read in the beginning is you got to realize the mountaintop of our purpose, like in order to get there, like it's a trek, you guys. And God wants us to get there. He wants us to see more of him in those places. And he has places to stop for rest, for not only to like be rested and recharged through his spirit, but also there's times he's going to have you rest in areas to sit with certain people, to be at a certain job. He's going to have you rest in moments to be present with where he has you and trusting that. And then when he tells you, okay, it's time to get up and move to the next place, take that next step. And ultimately, when we get to that mountaintop, we're going to be so grateful that God expanded our capacity to grow in faith, to grow in. We can't let fear cripple us to living in disobedience to the purpose that God's written in our lives because it robs those that God intends to speak through through our lives. And we want to crowd heaven, you guys. We want people to know Jesus. We want them to experience the love, the compassion, the wisdom, the, the gift that God's divinely given you to exercise and use in this life. We should go on the adventure with God. We should accept that invitation to literally walk in faith steps, walk on water, walk in the unimaginable places that we could never be on our own, but that we could be present in because of God who's with us and who's called us to those places. And just trusting that journey. Man, I feel like today's episode was exactly what my heart needed. And I just want to encourage you who's listening. I want to remind you that the Lord says, fear not, for I am with you. And I just want that to be just written on your heart. Whatever you're faced with, fear not, fear not, fear not. I am with you. That's what he says to us. And so we thought we'd end off with a soul scripture for the day, you guys. And we landed on Psalm 56, 3. It says, when I am afraid, I put my trust in you. We just hope that this is encouraging and sticks with you guys, that it's written in your heart that we don't have to be afraid. We have everything we need in Jesus and he sustains us. And whenever you find yourself maybe falling into that fearful state, immediately realign yourself, take captive those thoughts and get in his presence. Just like he says, like, I am, I am there with you. My presence is there with you. And so let us lean into that. Let us be encouraged by this and let us walk in the freedom that is found in Jesus. And his plan and his purpose prevails every time. Yeah, and we really hope that this just lands in your heart, even in the season you're in right now. Please reach out to us if you are struggling with fear. We, we want to be there for you. We want to speak the truth over you through God's word and we just love you guys, and we cannot wait for our next episode. We have some fun things in store for February, and we are very excited. So stay tuned, y'all, and we'll see you soon. We just hope the very best week for you guys. Don't forget to check us out on Instagram, Soul Talk Podcast with two Ts, and stay connected, you guys. We cannot wait to hear from you.